We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me shortly is Chris Biederman of the Sacramento Bee. And want to remind you that this episode is sponsored by Oakley. Express your style and build a look that's made for you. Hit oakley.com right now. I don't care if you run, golf, train, just want to look cool while you're out. That's my goal. I don't do anything. I just want to look awesome. And I do. I do look awesome in my whole So You can go pick those up right now at oakley.com. I'm telling you. Like, people talk about the glow up, like, oh, facial hair, this, that. No, 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 no. Just throw my Oakleys on and I'm good to go. You know who else wears Oakley? Debo Samuel. 49ers legend. Debo Samuel. And like I said, get yours today at oakley.com. When you wear Oakley, there is really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me. Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglass brands in my life. That's true. I'm not going to list them here, but I've worn a lot of different sunglasses. And I'm going to show you that Oakley is not only the best looking, but it's also the best quality out there. Head on over to oakley.com today for more information and also get some new glasses while you're there. All right. OTAs are in full swing for the 49ers. And Chris has a take that we're going to talk about. Here we go. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Kittle in Denver territory! Kittle is gonna go! Touchdown! Bosa's well, got him, and a sack him back inside the 30-yard line. Nick Bosa drops Aaron Rodgers for a 13-yard loss. So we started, usually we have a conversation pre-pod and then most of the way through the conversation, we go, Hey, we should just talk about this. Like we should do a podcast like this. Sure. So you said something while we were kind of prepping here and I think it's really interesting. So please hit me with your take and let's discuss. I think we should be prepared for Brock Purdy regression to the mean. Mm. Um, I watched his his press conference today. I watched all the press conferences today um, at 49ers OTAs, Kyle Shanahan, Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, Trey Lance. Um, Not a whole lot of interesting things were said, particularly by Brock and, and Sam Darnold, but Trey said some interesting, interesting things. Anyway, aside from that, one thing Brock Purdy did say that stood out to me was that like last year, he was really grinding in the off season to just like make the team, right? Like he was ultra focused, ultra, 
ultra locked in to, you know, earn his spot on the 53 man roster as, you know, a seventh round pick, the last pick in the draft. Ultimately, mm-hmm. and then when training camp came, he was really locked in on playing well in the preseason. Um, he was locked in basically for four or five months before the season started after getting drafted and then was able to hit the ground running when he did come into the when, when he did become the starter later in the season. And my big takeaway was like, man, this offseason is completely different, right? Like he's recovering from an from major elbow surgery. He's not able to throw a football until next week. And Kyle Shanahan said that, you know, he's optimistic about Brock Purdy being able to start for week one. Um, But, you know, what does that, what does that look like? Like how long is Brock Purdy starting? He's not going to be locked in and grinding for months and months going into the season. It's going to be like three weeks, potentially Mm -hmm. two, three weeks at practice. And then, Hey, the season's starting. I don't know, man. I'm just a little bit leery of like, like I kind of default to like at this point doing this as long as you and I have, right? Like my mm-hmm. default is to just kind of be skeptical of any quarterback. Just like yeah. assuming any quarterback's going to be good. It's right? hard and to be a good quarterback. It's really hard. And and I liken it to I liken this situation to Jimmy Garoppolo in 2017. Jimmy Garoppolo looked like one of the five best quarterbacks in the league in 2017 after the 49ers mm-hmm. acquired him. Had him in the had him as the starting quarterback for five games. He went five and zero, just like Brock Purdy did. The numbers were eerily similar. The difference was Brock Purdy did win a couple playoff games, but then Jimmy Garoppolo ultimately became a quarterback the 49ers tried really hard to replace and did replace essentially. Mm-hmm. So look, maybe Brock Purdy's great. Maybe he's going to be the best seventh round quarterback we've ever seen. Maybe who he was at the end of last season is just what we should expect going forward. My only point would be going into it is that I'm ex- I'm very skeptical of that happening, particularly because of the way he talked about how his offseason sort of how his offseason as a rookie shaped mm. and and allowed him to have the success he had late in the season. And it's going to be very different in that, you know, he's not even throwing the football. Now there are expectations on him. Now there are you know, that team teams are going to have an off season to prepare for him. There's not, we've seen that before with even like Colin Kaepernick, right? Like the, if, if you give the NFL an off season to prepare for you and find your tendencies, things could look a lot different the following season than when you become the starter for the first time midway through the year. Mm-hmm. So I'm not rolling out Brock Purdy being really good. I just, and, and this isn't even a discussion about I guess I've seen seen it like on Twitter, people arguing about like how good Brock Purdy really was last year. To me, he was really good. That, that, that this is not this is not a criticism of how well he played last year. I thought he was really good. Yeah. What I'm leery of and what I think a conversation that's not being had maybe enough is the very real chance that we get some regression to the mean. And what does that look like? Is it because of the injury? Is it just because like he's not the most physically gifted dude? Like we talk Mm -hmm. about it all the time. The best quarterbacks in the NFL are the best because they do it year after year after year. There are a lot of quarterbacks who can play well for spells. And Brock Purdy played really well for a seven game spell last year. Mm -hmm. But as the sample size grows, can you continue to play at that level? And we see it with just about every other quarterback. That's not Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and whoever other elite quarterback you want to throw out there yeah 
everybody in the NFL struggles to put together long, sustained runs of excellent quarterback play. And so sure. as the offseason goes on, I'm just becoming a little bit leery of the idea that, oh, Brock Purdy's going to be great. Sure. And I think I think that's that's been valid even before all the stuff you, you brought up, which which I think is is uh, well stated. But there was always that there was always that chance because think of how many think of how many throws he made that could have been intercepted that were dropped or called back for a penalty. Um, there were, there were several of those. And again, not that every quarterback does like Josh Allen, like leads the league and almost intercepted passes. So it's not, but when you have a skill set like, like Purdy's not turning the ball over is very key. And if you tack on four interceptions to his line from last year, a, I, I think the, the games look different and B his, his numbers look a lot different. So I think that's always been on the table and maybe he goes out this year and throws for 38 touchdowns and seven interceptions and figures the league out and it's fine. But he struggled in the first half of the playoff game against, against Seattle. He wasn't awesome. He struggled the entire game really against the Cowboys. And the, the big play in that game was an off schedule route by George Kittle, where, you know, Purdy made a really nice play to buy time and, and, and make a throw down the field. But I'm, I'm with you. It's, it was it was on the table before, but now you factor in. Remember how Jimmy Garoppolo looked coming back from his injury? Yeah, remember that first game in Denver? It was the the preseason game. I mean, it was a disaster, and I just think there's a there's going to be a mental hurdle for for Purdy to clear. And and our favorite cast member Nick Wagner, friend of the program, wrote about the UCL uh, repair surgery on, on ESPN.com. And Nick Mullins says in there, like there's a physical hurdle to get over, but then there's the mental aspect of it as well to be able to get back in the pocket and keep your eyes down the field and maneuver in the pocket and not worry about where the pass rushers are. <laughs> and yeah. we already saw Purdy. One of the things he did last year that I think kind of got overlooked because he was having so much success in other in other ways, but he would bail out of the pocket pretty early. And he'd yeah. spin like back into his left. And it worked, but is that something that's going to be sustainable? Like he, can he continue doing that? And I don't think he can. And can he stop doing that while also keeping out of the back of his mind, this catastrophic elbow injury he suffered? Like there's that. I just, I think there's going to be a lot of obstacles for him going into week one this year. And Kyle Shanahan sounded optimistic in his press conference that Purdy's going to be ready for week one or ready to play by week one, ready to return before that so he can practice and get ready. But I'm with you. I, I, I'm i not saying that Brock Purdy isn't good or what he did last year was invalid or that he can't be a super successful quarterback this year and with this team moving forward. But I do think that this notion that the 49ers seem to be operating under where Purdy's just the guy obviously because look he went seven and one as a starter or whatever it was and the game he lost he got hurt i just i i don't think it's that easy yeah yeah i agree i, I just like you know nick mullins through 16 starts second in the nfl in nfl history in yardage right can you cite it, that please yeah according to uh <laughs> com. Thank you for the correct pronunciation. <laughs> um, no, you wrote Niners Wire in twenty in uh, twenty 
what year was this 2018 um sorry 2020 but no it's second most yards through 16 games in nfl history behind patrick mahomes where's nick mullins now right like we've seen and i'm not saying brock purdy is going to be the next nick mullins I he's just think way better than nick mullins he's way better than nick mullins but there's there's just this anointing of and i see it everywhere you see it in espn's fpi stuff right like the niners mm-hmm. are like one of the five most likely teams to go to the Super Bowl. And yeah, the 49ers are loaded and maybe they're just quarterback proof, right? Like maybe the combination mm-hmm. of Kyle Shanahan and their skill position guys and Trent Williams just and and their defense make them quarterback proof. That that all you really need is replacement level quarterback play and you can contend. But I do wonder if cuz what was the indictment of Jimmy Garoppolo? The indictment of Jimmy Garoppolo was if you needed to come back or you needed to put everything on the shoulders of Jimmy Garoppolo to win a big game, he's he just wasn't able to do it. We saw it in the Super Bowl. We saw it in the NFC Championship game against the Rams. Um, yeah. That and he couldn't stay healthy. And he couldn't stay healthy. Like that was ultimately the indictment of Jimmy Garoppolo was that you needed to have ideal surroundings around him to build a mm-hmm. contending team. Are we sure? Like, like, I just don't think we have any proof with with Brock Purdy that he is that guy. And I and and I'm leery of it, particularly coming off this injury. Yeah. And maybe he is. Like you said, we don't know. We have we have a eight start sample size or nine if you want to include the the, uh, Dolphins game. But I I'm with you, man. And that's why they went and got Trey Lance. Because they thought he could be a quarterback that would allow them to have some margin for error. Because right now, if Nick Bosa goes down, they're hosed. If Debo Samuel, and not so much anymore. But if Christian McCaffrey goes down, their offense looks significantly worse, right? Yeah. So I think they went and got Trey Lance because they thought he could be that that quarterback that went, Hey, if the defense is top 17 or top 18, they're, they can still go in a super bowl. Yeah. Which or, is what Russell Wilson was with the Seahawks for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's what, that's what, I mean, pick your favorite top eight or so quarterback in the league right now. That's, that's what they are. And like you said, maybe Brock is there. This is not, I don't want to make definitive statements about any player either way here because the sample sizes are so small on all of them, but I, I do think that that's something that the Niners have to look at throughout this year is how much of Brock Purdy's success is this offense and the skill position guys and the fact that they don't have to play from behind a lot because the defense is awesome and how much of it is him being individually brilliant. Yeah. That's, that's going to be the big question. I also want to touch on something you said you, because this is like a weird sticking point with some people. You said that maybe the Niners need like replacement level QB play. There's a requisite level because like obviously Nick Mullins did not reach it. CJ Beathard did that. So it's not any asshole can go in oh, and, yeah. and take the Niners to the playoffs. I, want, I know that's not what you were saying. I just wanted to make sure it was very clear. Yeah. There's just, it's like, okay, maybe they have three dudes who are just at that level of play and they're going to go to the playoffs regardless of which of their three quarterbacks is, is playing. But I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I was really impressed by by Purdy last year. And I think if the Niners want to say, hey, he's the starter week one based on what we saw last year, I I I don't have a ton of arguments against that. But I 
I also think that that's why you can't punt Trey Lance yet. Absolutely. I also think that's why you're hearing Sam Darnold talked up so much because maybe Sam Darnold, and this sounds so dumb <laughs> because we have 56 games of Sam Darnold being bad at football, but maybe Sam Darnold is the, gonna be the best quarterback in that room now that he's under Kyle Shanahan's system and I again I'm not buying that but I think that's why you're hearing that out there so I'm I think a little bit the reason the Niners have built their QB room like this is a because of the injury stuff but b because I think Kyle Shanahan's a realist like I think he knows too that hey, there's some stuff that Brock didn't do great last year. And if he doesn't make a market improvement, they're going to be right where they were with Jimmy Garoppolo, where they're going to have a ceiling. And to reach that ceiling, that's probably not Super Bowl caliber. They need everything to go right. Yeah. And that's like they traded three first-round picks to not be in that position anymore. And then, the again, this is on the table. But think about it. Think about the investments team makes teams make in quarterbacks and how important the position is. The odds that the 49ers fell into an elite caliber, elevate the team, don't need a great defense, don't need great skilled position guys. You're going to the playoffs and are a Super Bowl contender because that guy's under center. The, the idea that they fell into that guy with the 262nd pick is wild. That would be a all-time NFL like so you people who aren't Niner fans would be telling their grandkids about the story of Brock Purdy if if that does go down that way. So the odds are super crazy long. Yeah, that that's going to happen. So I don't think it's insane to sit here and go, yeah, Brock Purdy could easily regress. The same way. I don't think it's, you know, insane to to think that he should be the QB one going into the year. Like those two ideas can coexist. Yeah, and, and I think look, like Kyle Shanahan, rightfully so, gets a lot of credit for being able to get good production from, you know, I guess league average level starting quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. And Kyle Shanahan did get Matt Ryan to play at an MVP level. Mm-hmm. But Kyle Shanahan, since coming to the 49ers, has not gotten over a full season any of his quarterbacks to play at Super Bowl caliber, a Super Bowl caliber level. Like Jimmy Garoppolo in 2019 was probably the closest. Just because he, by function of playing the entire season. Hmm. right? And like Jimmy Mm -hmm. Garoppolo probably this last year before getting hurt probably was playing at a similar level to that i thought he was playing as well as he'd played yeah under shanahan when he got hurt but shanahan has not since coming to the 49ers in all six years he's been there has not had a super bowl he's had a great great offenses but never like damn that is a super bowl type quarterback right there yeah right so just to just to assume like going through the best quarterbacks in the league like does Brock Purdy have any standout physical traits to you? Like he can move around a little bit. He's not big. He doesn't have a cannon of an arm. No, no, not standout physical traits. But I do think there's something like mentally there to be able to step in in the situation yeah. that he did. No, absolutely. I, I think that. But phys- like physically, like you're saying, he's undersized. 
His arm strength is fine. It's adequate, but it's not out of control. When you look at the best quarterbacks in the league, and let's just use pro football Focus's quarterback rankings that they just dropped. Shout out Sam Mons in front of the pod. Yeah. Like all of the best dudes, like you got to get to nine so it's- Kirk Cousins before you find a dude that's just not, that doesn't have like a standout physical trait. Right. Patrick Mahomes, m- maybe the best thrower we've ever seen. Josh yeah. Allen, one of the most physically gifted quarterbacks we've ever seen. Joe mm-hmm. Burrow, a number one pick who arguably had one of the best college football careers of all time. Justin Herbert, six foot six, rocket of an arm. Right. Aaron Rodgers, number five. Lamar Jackson, one of the best running quarterbacks we've ever seen. Jalen Hurts, one of the most balanced in terms of athleticism. Yeah. And and being able to pass quarterbacks in the league, right? Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence, number one pick. Built in a lab. <laughs> you got to get to Kirk Cousins number nine before you're like, ah, I don't really know what his standout physical trait is. Right? So yeah, Cousins like, is, yeah. To thread the to, to thread the needle of you know trying to win a Super Bowl with a quarterback that doesn't have standout physical traits is just pretty difficult in today's NFL. And I think if if we've learned anything watching the 49ers over the last few years, despite having, you know, one of the three best rosters in the league throughout all the, throughout all this time, still haven't won a Super Bowl and in large part because of their quarterback. And obviously that's what Trey Lance could represent. That's why they made the move. But to like, I think you're right in that, you know, I'm not super optimistic about Sam Darnold either. Mm-hmm. I think the 49ers were smart in the sense of like, all right, let's let's at least get somebody else who has started games who could potentially have a ceiling because Sam Darnold was drafted highly and they did right. it, Sam Darnold leading into that draft. Like let's there's there's an upside with him that doesn't exist with Brandon Allen or Nate oh, Sunfeld yeah. or pick your, you know, ex Niners quarterback. Whoever the Niners third string quarterback is, is going to be the best third stringer in the league. Like, and it won't be. Cool. Yeah. And would probably be, would probably be the best second stringer on like half the teams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in terms of depth, the 49ers have a pretty good quarterback room. So because we've seen Kyle Shanahan have to start three quarterbacks in four of his six seasons, like I do mm-hmm. think depth in the quarterback room is important to have, but just, you know, I, I just all the discussion about, Oh, Brock Purdy is going to be awesome because he was awesome last year. I was like, yeah, man, we said the same thing about Jimmy Garoppolo in 2017. And yeah, he got hurt in 2018, but it would, mm-hmm. you know, who Jimmy Garoppolo was in 2017 never really came back again, maybe in part because of his knee injury. Yeah. But I would, I, I think you could make a compelling case that a torn ligament in your throwing elbow for a quarterback is a bigger deal than an ACL tear. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. And that's honestly the thing I'm most fascinated to see with, with Purdy is what does what does he look like functioning in the pocket? Because that was such a standout skill of his last year, was hanging around in the pocket, stepping up and through, rolling out, keeping his eyes downfield, which is super crucial when you're 5'10", or however tall he is, is keeping your eyes down the field and not looking down at, at the defensive line. And that's the number one thing even if he doesn't progress at all as a quarterback, he's just the same guy. I think the Niners can have some success. Like, obviously they can. <laughs> they did it last yeah. year. 
But if he's the exact same guy, I think they're fine. But what happens the first time a free rusher comes off the edge? Like we saw it. Is it was it against Tampa that he did that little spin move to get outside, and then I think hit Brandon Ayuk or Debo on the on the right sideline. Like, does he do that yeah. again, or does he fold up? Like that's I, I, again, I don't know. I, I'm not, I, I'm not inside of his head. But that's the big. That's kind of the big question I have on top of all the stuff that, yeah, that you've laid out. And another, it, uh, we could tie Trey Lance into this conversation because Trey Lance said sure. some interesting things today too, about like, and he's mentioned this before, but about the finger injury he had at the end of the preseason, going into his rookie season. He couldn't mm-hmm. bend his pointer finger on his throwing hand. And he right. talked today about how that sort of messed up his mechanics like for the rest of the year. Like yeah. he had to hold the ball differently and it it just screwed up the the way he threw the ball and it made his rookie year essentially a lost season on top of the knee injury he suffered. And maybe that's a reason why Kyle Shanahan had to run him 16 times, but that's another discussion. Yeah. <laughs> but like but why wouldn't this why wouldn't similar logic apply to Brock Purdy in terms of like coming back from an elbow injury? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 just not a guarantee. Like Trey Lance basically, and he also talked about, you know, the arm fatigue thing. He threw way too much leading into he tried to work way too hard to get better at playing quarterback going into his rookie season. And ultimately the arm fatigue was an issue too. You know, what's what's Brock Purdy's arm fatigue level going to be? <laughs> right? Sure. We can just we're just going to assume that his arm's going to be OK for a full season. You know, coming off that injury, I know it's not it's not a reconstruction or whatever. And I know they're, they're the doctors are going to be very are going to be watching him very closely and all that. I just. You know, I, I think if the 49ers are going into this like. You know, all the signs have sort of been pointing to them being out on Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. I just think that that would be a mistake for all this reason. Like, and even like, and maybe it's less a conversation about Trey Lance and more about just like, well, they do have Sam Darnold. So they have an alternative to Brock Purdy. If Purdy is not the same or if Purdy does not rebound from the injury that the, the way that they're hoping. But I think my whole point to all of this is like, the 49ers should be more open to like first keeping all three quarterbacks. Right. Mm-hmm. Do we agree that like they should have three quarterbacks on the 53 man roster? Yeah. So there's the new NFL rule. Yeah. Where you can have an emergency third quarterback. And we haven't talked about this on the pod yet, but basically the rule, if you've missed it is you can have a third emergency quarterback who is inactive on game days, but it has to be a member of the 53 man roster. So you can't just call a guy up from the practice squad and now he's your emergency. No, they need to be on the 53-man roster. Yeah. That player will be inactive unless both the active quarterbacks get hurt. And then that player can be activated and inserted into the game. If If either of the injured quarterbacks are then cleared to return, the emergency quarterback is no longer allowed to play. Yeah. So that's the news. So I think the Niners are going to keep all three. A, because you're not going to cut any of those three guys. And B, given what they went through last year, I think that's one of those never be too careful moving forward things. Like their season ended because they didn't have enough quarterbacks. 
And it's right. hard to play. Like, you don't expect to need four, free, five quarterbacks in a year. Yeah. I'm not blaming the Niners. I just think they're going to insulate themselves from that as much as possible. And the funny thing is, like, maybe, you know, maybe I'm talking about both sides of my mouth here. But, like, the funny thing Hell about yeah. it to me is, like, I still think they can be very successful this year. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I, for 100%. Like, like even like even with Trey Lance, right? That's sure. kind of the whole thing is like I think I, I see no reason why they couldn't have a similar level of success with Trey Lance. Just like let Trey Lance play football. We saw how many times when Jimmy Garoppolo was here, did we see well the offense kind of sputtered and got off to a rough start, but then like come late October, November, December the offense really starts playing well and the quarterback's really in rhythm and all the mm-hmm. the running plays are working and they make a trade at the trade deadline and get a missing piece. And like, yeah, that there's no reason to me that that could not be Trey Lance either. So yeah, I know I sound I really down on Brock Purdy right now. And I know how important Brock Purdy potentially could be to the success of this team this year, but just generally like, if it's not Brock, I still think they can make a playoff run. I don't know that they can get to a Super Bowl or win a Super Bowl because I think it's been proven that you just need elite quarter. Excuse me, you need elite quarterback play. Mm-hmm. But I still think they have the roster to be really, really competitive and potentially go on a run and definitely win the NFC West. Yeah, even if it's not Brock Purdy, I just also I just back on the idea that like, oh, we already know what Brock Purdy's going to be this year. Like that to me is yeah a little bit wild. No, and I think so that's that's part of it. And then I think there's a separate part of this where maybe Purdy is fine this year, but also maybe he's just kind of capped out. And we start to see that okay, they can make a run this year, but can they make a run in the post Fred Warner era? In the post Debo Samuel, post Christian McCaffrey, George like Kittle. if this George Kittle is another one, Eric Armstead, like when when these guys start to age out and and move on, is Brock Purdy the guy that they decide they want to move forward with as a franchise because he's going to be that rising tide that lifts all boats, right? And I think that's a and I think like I said, I even think that's a separate conversation from the one we're having about his regression this year, possible regression. Like maybe he's fine. But the Niners come out of this year going, okay, we're at Jimmy Garoppolo 2.0. Yeah. At which wouldn't, in, in which case you're going to go need to find another Trey Lance type prospect. And Kirk, the, Kirk Cousins, the, 2024. Stop. <laughs> I hate it. I used to hate it because it was like, okay, it's played out and dumb now. But also, if the 49ers I mean, lose this year and Brock Purdy regresses and Trey Lance is not the guy and they have to trade him, tell me that Kirk Cousins is not going to be an option as, the a, as no, a free is. agent. No, he <laughs> okay, is. that's 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 why I hate it now. <laughs> like now I hate it. And oh god, <sighs> it was good last I hate year. It so much. I'm not endorsing it either. I'm way out. But like you know, like no, but we, we cannot we cannot just dismiss the idea. Like Kirk Cousins just feels inevitable. There's a little part of Kyle Shanahan that's like, hey, if Brock regresses, it's not the end of the world. (laughs) Yeah, because we're looking at 24, baby. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, I, I still, and and we can use this to get to our to our Oakley spotlight here in a second. But it's why I've said this entire off season. Number one priority for the 49ers has to be getting Trey Lance reps and doing everything they can to get him to develop. And maybe he just doesn't. And maybe it is a hey, he needs to play. And maybe his team's going to go seven and ten his first year. And the Niners don't want to do that. So he's going to go do it with a different team. Maybe that's just it. And maybe that's what it's bound to be. But if I'm the Niners, I'm not even messing around with the Sam Darnold QB one reps and all that stuff. I'm doing everything I can to get Trey Lance ready. A, just for trade value's sake. B, and more importantly, for everything we've talked about with Purdy trying to come back from a torn UCL and his throwing elbow. Does he regress? How does he react mentally to coming back from that injury. Like there's so many things that could go wrong. And if Trey Lance is ready and steps in and takes over and is awesome, you're back to where you wanted to be to start 2022. Right. Which again, I don't think is the end of the world. Like I, I don't want to say the Niners are in a good spot because like the chiefs are in a good spot. (laughs) The Eagles are in a good spot. Right. But the Niners, I don't think are in a bad place quarterback wise. No, it, there's just question marks that need to be answered over the next. What, it's more. Months? It's more of a question mark. Three in, and a half in, months. I think what we're saying is it's more of a question mark in our opinion than is the common conversation. Yeah, that's the other thing. Is it's really hard to delineate between. Did I use that word right? Delineate. Yeah. Delineate between what. I believe and and what you believe and then just the reality of the situation with how the 49ers are approaching this. Yeah. I would be approaching it if they called me and said, Hey, what should we do at quarterback? I would give them a different answer than yeah, Brock's QB one, but let Darnold and Lance duke it out for the QB two job. That would not be my answer, but also that's how you kind of have to approach it because that's how it looks like the Niners are approaching it. If Trey Lance like, okay, say Brock Purdy either regresses to the point where or say say Brock Purdy just gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood. We don't want that to happen. But say Brock Purdy gets hurt. If Trey Lance isn't good enough to help the 49ers win football games at the level that they expect to win football games, 
That is the biggest indictment of Kyle Shanahan that we've had yet, in my opinion. That would be. Hmm. Because this was the biggest move of his tenure as 49ers coach. Mm-hmm. He is responsible for the quarterback. He made that decision. And if they're at a point where Brock Purdy's not the guy because he's hurt or because he regresses and Trey Lance, like if Trey Lance can't beat out Sam Darnold and you're not yeah. winning football games at a high level, then that's super problematic. Like the reason yeah, why I- Kyle Shanahan has skated on this Trey Lance thing is because they've still been really competitive and still gone mm-hmm. to NFC championship games in the two years since drafting Trey Lance, which is just a wild fact so not it's it's a wild fact that they've traded invested three first round picks in this quarterback they haven't used and still gone to -to back-to-back nfc championship games playing other quarterbacks if you told me if you told me on march whatever it was 27th or 28th or whatever that they made the trade in 2021 and you said hey they're gonna draft trey lance and he's gonna make four starts through his first two years and then he's not gonna be the favorite to be the starter going into his third year You'd be like, Kyle Shanahan's fired. Like, yeah. This is bad. <laughs> yeah. And like, but I get Trey Lance has dealt with injuries this. and he's, you know, but like, this is all, this is all part of it. Like Kyle Shanahan is the most culpable person in that organization for them not winning Super Bowls. Like just by definition, he's the guy making all the decisions. He's the guy pulling the trigger on the biggest trades, the biggest trade in franchise history. So. I get it. He deserves credit for Brock Purdy. And if Brock Purdy continues to be the starter and they continue to be one of the best teams in the NFC, then fine. Kyle Shanahan is absolved. Mm -hmm. If Brock Purdy is not that guy and their quarterback play is the reason why they're not winning, why they're not competing for a championship after investing in Trey Lance, then that falls Mm -hmm. at the feet of Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. And I don't even, I don't even begrudge the pick. And we've talked about this before, but I don't even begrudge the pick. It was a gamble. But then they push their chips into the middle of the table, and then every time it was time to go, they pulled their chips back, and they just never. Again, if this just kind of goes where Brock Purdy's the guy and and Trey Lance never develops, I just I think they've botched the d- development, and I, I I would hold him accountable for that more than the identification of of the pick. Yeah. Unless, of course, Justin Fields goes on to be a Hall of Famer. In <laughs> which case, you know, you can make an argument, but I I still, like I said, the pick, the process wasn't bad. It's how they've managed him since that's been pretty atrocious. Yeah. I that that's I, I'm I'm with you. And yeah, the injuries have been part of it, but also like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> If I don't Jimmy know. Garoppolo is going to be your starter, then just have him in the building and make him your starter. Don't have him do this weird thing where he's throwing on the side field. And then <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, that's last year. But um, no, I, I just think we're to a point now where the expectation is, given the fact that they've gone to three NFC championship games in four years and made a Super Bowl appearance that like the expectation is what it is. The window's open. And yeah. their their defense is one of the best in the league, and their skill position guys, best in the league. And Kyle Shanahan as a play caller, probably the best in the league, or at least one of the two or three best in the league. Yeah. So, if they don't get there because of their quarterback play, that falls that falls at the hand of the guy, falls at the feet of the guy making all those decisions. 
Let's get to our Oakley spotlight brought to you by Oakley. Visit Oakley.com. I want to put a spotlight on the Trey Lance trade rumors just while we're on the quarterback stuff right now, because Lance got asked about the trade rumors in his press conference on Tuesday. And I thought his answer was, I guess not interesting, but just really mature. And that's something you hear a lot. Like Kyle Shanahan even talked about it on, on Tuesday in his presser. He was on before Lance, but he even said that Trey Lance, the person has just been unbelievable through all this and all the guys in the locker room, love him and respect him. And, Etc. Etc. Like every chance Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch get to talk about Trey Lance as a as a as a human, they just gush about him, and and I think that this is part of the reason why. So the question was, you talked about how teams have been interested. There's been some interest in trading for you. They've had those discussions. At any point, did part of you think maybe that wouldn't be a bad thing? And he said, "Quote: No, not at all. I knew where I wanted to be. I just wanted an opportunity to compete." I love it here. I love the coaching staff. I love working with Brian Greasy and Clay Kubiak and now Clint Kubiak as well. Love the quarterback room. Love the guys in the locker room. No doubt for me, this is absolutely where I want to be. And I just rock with that answer just from an athlete perspective. I think there's a lot of dudes who in that spot would be like, oh, you know, we'll see what the future holds. My focus is here right now, but so yeah. you know i i don't know what well so that I, eric branch asked that question and shouts to eric branch the goat. Um, the goat uh and he asked sam darnold a, a similar question in that like did you turn down more money to go you know from other teams to come to the 49ers and he said ah, i'm not getting into that and that's what trey lance could have said mm-hmm. right he could have said ah, i don't you know whatever and, and trey lance has said similar things before i don't read what you guys write i don't care about right rumors i only care about the guys in the locker room but the fact that he said no i don't, I didn't want to get traded this is where i want to be is a really good answer and like mm-hmm. to you know to a man like everything i've heard on and off the record about trey lance has been that he's a quality human like he's yes. they, they were they are betting the niners big bet on trey lance on top of the physical skills that he portends to have that he's just a high quality human with football character, quote unquote, gold helmet guy, right? Like that type of, that type of person that they want in the building. Um, So there's not, they're not going to steer away from that. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think Trey Lance's answer sort of speaks to that. I will say though, too, I just take generally when it comes to situations like this and like Kyle Shanahan saying really positive things about Trey Lance, Kyle Shanahan's not in the business of in any way diminishing Trey Lance's potential trade value. Right. <laughs> Cause there is a world where Brock Purdy comes back and his arm is, uh, God, what was that movie where the kid had the arm injury and then coming off the arm injury? Rookie of the year. Yeah, maybe maybe Brock Purdy has a rookie of the year moment and is just coming out throwing fireballs. Totally. And then they're like, no, nah, let's just trade Trey Lance. <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to happen, but but Kyle, yeah. the, the point is, is like, you know, some of these some of these statements and press conferences where they're overly flowery about flower flowery. Easy for me to say about guys okay. in, the, in the building is about like, yeah, well, if, if a team called us and offered you know, a second or first round pick we're, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, no um, but, that, but I'm, I'm not trying to take away anything you're saying from what you're saying with, 
Trey Lance and his answer because I thought it was I thought it was a good answer. I thought it was a telling answer. And he could have been super dismissive about it, but he just said, no, look, I, I want to be here. And frankly, like, how could you blame him? Right? Like, even yeah. despite everything that's happened, Kyle Shanahan's still calling plays. He still would potentially, if he got in the game, would potentially have Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk and Trent Williams in his huddle. And I think there's a legitimate chance, too, that Purdy let's let's say i don't want to say has a setback so let's say he's he's fine but he's not quite ready to go for week one and lance starts and plays really well and they win in pittsburgh on the road week one they beat pittsburgh at aquashire stadium or whatever and then purdy goes in for week two and it's just not quite right he's bringing his eyes down he's escaping the pocket too early he's missing reads there's a there's a there are multiple paths to Trey Lance like being the starter for this team on oh, a yeah. for and all the things you just mentioned with all these weapons there's it's just still very much within the realm of possibilities that he develops and also that he doesn't but I think you're right if you're him right now what other spot would be better for you than this totally and like yeah <laughs> I mean I love. I'm going to say this so many times like in September and like leading into the, the early Can't season wait. games. Like these games aren't going to matter at all, right? The Niners lost to the Bears and the Broncos last year, two of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah. And ended up going to the NFC Championship game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, like we're going to teams have consistently gotten better into November, December and January. Yeah, absolutely. And you wrote about it. What are what are yes. their records? Do, do you have that up? Sorry to not, put you on the spot here. Not right in front of me, but I can get it. Hang on. Just filibustering here. This is good for content. Yeah, no, that's fine. This is the Oakley Spotlight brought to you by Oakley. <laughs> Visit oakley.com and get yourself a brand I'm t- like I don't want to tell you what sunglasses to buy, but if you're indecisive, I'm telling you the whole bricks are the move. They're it's all a good. Classic look. You can get a bunch of different colors. Anyways, so Kyle Shanahan in September, he's 9 and 10, a 473 winning percentage. Not great. October 11 and 16, a 407 winning percentage. Still not great. But then you get to November. They're 11 and 9. That's a 550 winning percentage. Then you get to December and it's 17 and 10. That's a 630 winning percentage. And then you get to January where in the regular season they're 4 and 1. That's 800. And then in the postseason in January they're 6 and 2. For a record of a winning percentage of 750. 6 and 3. Or we is February is not included in that. February they're zero and one. Right. Okay. So six and three mm. in the playoffs under Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, six and two in the playoffs in January. Right. Okay. Six and two in non Super Bowls. <laughs> gotcha. Six and two in the NFC playoffs. Yeah. There you go. Um. Yeah. So let's just re- remind people that like what happens in September, even if the Niners are somehow like, say they start the season zero and two. Don't think it's going to happen. Sure. But if they did, like, let's not just do the freak out thing. Oh, we're going to. It's bro, May. It's May 23rd. Bro, you know me. And I'm telling. You know you're talking to? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I do know you. But <laughs> I'm just talking to, like, the audience. Like, yeah, they lost. They've lost some really bad games in September and October before and then wound up being just fine. They've been sub 500 through the first seven weeks the last two years. 
Is that true? That's a good stat. I think so. Let me confirm that. That sounds right. They were three and four last year, right? Am I losing my mind? I might be losing my mind. That wouldn't shock me. We have we have the technology. Yeah, they're three and four after losing to the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because they lost that game in Atlanta in week six. Yeah. I lost to the Chiefs. And then through seven weeks in 2021, they were two and four. And in week seven, lost to the Colts 30 to 18. The Niners were six and six at one point in 2011. Or sorry, 2021. <laughs> yeah, they lost in Seattle week 13. They were six and six. Yeah. And then finished 10 and seven. Yeah, man. Went to the NFC. Good team. Pretty good team. Good, good little ball club. Good team. In my Hey, can we do one last thing here before we call it a pod? Yeah. I just want to point this out. Yeah. I saw today a slew of people who were grinding, putting in work, going out to OTAs. I respect those people. And I think they do a great job. I think I know where you're going with this. I would just like us as a... I don't want to say media contingent because that's not what I mean, but as, as a, a as a collective, as a collective, as a group, and as a mother effing crew, <laughs> to relax on OTA takeaways. Our fr- Nick Wagner, <laughs> for example, his takeaway was, "Man, Braden Willis had a sick catch." It's like, okay, like that. Sure, I'm in there. I'm 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 down with that. But I saw multiple folks like listing out, and that's fine. Like I said, I respect that you're there and you're observing and you're watching and you're seeing. Like that is awesome. You want to and, fire some tweets off after like being out there for an hour. Like you don't want to go there and not have anything to to let the that, Twitter audience that, know about. Thousand percent. But here's what I want. Let's not put too much stock in that, because Kyle Shanahan got asked at the end of his presser if, uh if any Niners newcomers stood out uh, in the second day of OTAs and his answer was not really, it's just two days. Even if they did, I make sure I don't even say anything to the coaches because I've coached too much to get very excited about guys on day one and then not feel the same way on day three and vice versa. So it's early out there and that's what OTAs is like for the most part, but we'll have a better idea as we get towards the end of this. That's the best part because we get 40 days away and I've also learned to not make any concrete decisions because you get 40 days and you come back and that's when you really see who got better or worse and who's really going to make a play for this team. So take the OTA observations and stuff. Like it's fine. It's fun. It's interesting. It's football. I, I'm there. Don't put too much stock in it. That's yeah, even the, even the, the quarterback player. stuff, seven on seven, you know, there's no offensive line. There's no defensive line. Like Shanahan cut off, got asked about Lance taking all the first team reps the first two days. And he was like, yeah, yeah, he did. But we're going to mix that up. Like Sam Donald is going to take some of the reps too. Those will even out. And then the next person is asking a question and he just cuts that person off and goes, I think it's just kind of funny that with no offensive line and a bunch of second and third team receivers playing with the first team that you're asking about first team. Like, can you define what first team even means? Like, oh, okay. Hey, kind of a dick move. Relax. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that's just kind of where that's just where they're at at this point of the season. It they're not they're not making any major roster decisions because a guy made a sweet play on May 23rd. He does this thing though, Kyle Shannon does, where he plays dumb. Like 
Like, okay, oh, yeah. Kyle, you you went into the press conference without knowing which quarterback got was the first guy to get team reps. Yeah. Like he does this thing where he's like playing dumb. He's like, uh, I think it was Trey. Yeah, I don't know. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> we we know he knows. Know. <laughs> we know you know that we know that you know. <laughs> <laughs> and also he also knows that that's going to be like asked and means. Something. And that's his whole thing. He's trying to downplay the importance of it, but like the, and the fact fine. that and that's fine. And maybe don't be a dick about it. Like he typically doesn't do things just for like media reasons, but it would have been far more notable had Sam Darnold been the guy that yeah. got the first reps. Yeah. And I he knows, and he knows that. Right. Um. So the fact that Trey Lance was <laughs> the first guy, like I'm like, hey, none of this matters. If Sam Darnold had taken the first team reps, it would have been super notable. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, yeah, but that's different than like, oh, that like this play happened or like, you know, and and again, I've charted, I've charted OTA practice reps, like sure. and and throws and stuff. So no shade to anybody that does, but never have I ever gone back like during training camp and even looked at like, well, what was his completion rate and may in phase two (laughs) i guess that's i I approach that the wrong way i don't mind the ota takeaways just don't put too much stock in it when you're viewing those yeah don't be like oh drake Drake jackson got bigger like oh man he's he's gonna be awesome it's like well let's watch him play football first no and that's fine okay okay. that's what we know at this point drake drake jackson got bigger that was one of the things that steve wilkes said he needed to do okay cool that's like check good day to check some boxes but if you hear that uh, my favorite, this is my, not my favorite. I don't want to say favorite. The most notable version of this was there was this guy, Kalfani Muhammad, who was a running back for Cali. I think he was a seventh round pick of the Titans in 2017 or 18. This one you were on Titans wire. This is when I was rocking Titans wire. Big Titan, on. Titans media guy. Big Titans guy. And all you heard out of OTAs was how Kalfani Muhammad was lightening it, lighten it up. Like, watch out. Remember, this is pre-Derek Henry. This is like DeMarco Murray's still there. And as everybody listening to this remembers. And <laughs> <laughs> this is the Dion Lewis era in Tennessee. Right. And all you heard about was Kalfani Muhammad and ripping it up. Training camp started. No words about Kalfani Muhammad. Not a single person. <laughs> and when he got cut, I reached out to somebody who's there in in Nashville who follows the team and knows people. I hit him up and I'm like, hey, what happened to this guy? And they're like, oh, he sucks. He's just not good at football. He's like, oh, but he was ripping it up in OTAs. So if you see that a guy's tearing it up in OTAs, like, again, maybe file it away, but it's not, it doesn't mean anything now. It doesn't mean anything. It won't mean anything if they aren't good when the pads come on. Who was that's the, all? Who was the pass rusher from like Michigan State? Cassius Marsh. Nope. Uh, who like lit it up in the preseason? Oh God. Demontre Moore. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, oh! His name was like pass rusher. Marcus Rush. Marcus Rush. Yes. Yeah, that's the guy. Marcus Rush. That's a whole separate... That's preseason. That's an entirely separate conversation. At least there's some validity to that. Right. 
with oh, man. OTAs. They're just it's OTAs. Like I said, be excited that that there's football content to consume. That's great. Do you think but, um do you think Trey Lance's release looks any faster based on the video? Slow-mo. <laughs> it's it's out there. You can find it. I don't look. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about quarterback mechanics, man. I couldn't tell you who has a good release, who has a bad one, what's improved, what doesn't. I can go, yeah, it looks a little quicker. But I don't... I got nothing for you, bro. I just can't do the thing where, like... <laughs> we're all experts on 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 releases and what's more efficient like i I don't know we're all we're all experts on fundamentals it's very funny to me um yeah like let's see what his release looks like in football games how about that right that's the whole thing with trey lance is all the stuff about he improved and matt burrows with this really cool deep dive on his his offseason you should go read it at the athletic but that's a great step and you would rather hear that he improved this offseason over that he regressed horribly this offseason but if the pads come on and the plays are live and there's a defense and he just regresses back to what he was before the off season, none of it matters. None of the off season stuff matters. Yeah. But again, it's good news right now. It's just, if it is in fact shorter. Right. It looks shorter. Smash mouth thinks that that's right. The band it was all over the Niners nation. IG that's Instagram for the uninitiated. And was like, he still throws weird. Looks like he's flicking the ball instead of throwing it. You Thanks, know who man. had a really long release, but like wasn't a bad quarterback because of his long release. Colin never really, yeah. Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, had a really long release, but it David never... Garrard too. Yeah, it, like it's not. We don't have to do the thing where like, oh, that the that's going to determine whether he's a good quarterback or not is whether or not his release is more compact. Like, let's stop pretending we're experts on this. Like, let's see how it looks in football games. And from what I understand, and this is listening to people who know about this stuff, listening to quarterback coaches and and football coaches and stuff and reading. And from what I understand, the stuff you're going to notice with with Trey, or you're going to see with Trey is like footwork stuff. Yeah. And his base and things like that does he keep a wide base does he have to like completely reorient his feet to throw or can he just like move his eyes and make a read and then align his body quickly through his footwork and then make the throw like that to me is way more important than like zooming in on practice throws right at may otas being like is this This, circle looks a little shorter Right. Can we just can we just please like watch him play football before trying to trying hey. to outsmart everybody else? I love the idea that we're like we don't know anything about quarterback mechanics and they're like now if he hitches twice if he keeps a wide base. <laughs> oh, but I mean it's, it's really just not three step drops. But I'm what I'm saying is you're not going to learn that in videos of individual sessions at OTAs. That's all. Where he's got his feet straddling bags. Yeah. Like, I don't again. What is it? See how he navigates he, the pocket. Can he complete seventy percent of his passes in training camp? Sixty-five percent. There it was fifty-two percent last year. Can the tweets coming out? You got your notes there. What was he in OTAs last year? <laughs> no, I don't have them with me. 
not. I think <laughs> I Bar- I Barrows wrote. I think Barrows wrote that he had he completed fifty two percent of his throws. Okay, fine. It's the best defense in the league. Or here's what I here's what I'm looking for, and we'll we'll we're gonna have the same conversation again. I'm just rambling at this point, but what I'm looking for for is not video. It's that Trey Lance got through a live practice and completed easy throws over the middle to Debo Samuel and then created a play outside of structure and hit Brandon Ayuk deep and checked it down to Christian McCaffrey when there was nothing there. And just like little things like that. Like, hey, he completed 55%, but he was getting the ball out quick. (laughs) I don't care. Did he complete the damn ball or not? Yeah. That's what matters to me. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I don't want to keep harping on stats, not tape. (laughs) I don't want to keep harping on like, no stuff because it's going to be a long off season. There's going to be plenty to talk about, but like who's getting reps where like is Trey Lance opening training camp as the starting quarterback, or is that going to be Sam Darnold, or is it Brock Purdy? Like that's, we should do a training camp preview podcast. Oh, should we? (laughs) Thanks dude. That's a great idea. Really, write that one down. Really, really thinking on your toes here. <laughs> no, but what I are mean, we? What are we? Probably two months to to training camp. Right well, about that, we could just do a couple things a week that we're looking forward to in camp. Yeah, yeah. But we we can do you know like I'm joking. Yeah, but the 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 thing is like I've I care a whole lot less about like what's said at the podium and more about like what's happening at practice in terms of like where guys are getting reps like Ambry Thomas is buried on the depth chart. That's a, and and he's not getting anything close to first team reps. That says a hell of a lot more to me than Steve Wilkes being like, Oh, we, we think Ambry's coming, blah, blah, blah. Like all these dudes just speak in platitudes and are super boilerplate. And it's their job to gas up whoever their players are. And it's super rare for them to like call guys out and be like, this guy's not doing it. And Kyle Shanahan, to his credit, will do that sometimes. I was just going to say it's, it's super boilerplate until Kyle Shanahan talks about a wide receiver. Right. <laughs> Dante Pettis specifically. Yeah. Or Brandon Ayuk. He's like, nah, he sucks. Like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But, but like it's, that's why, you know, actions speak a whole lot louder than words. Yeah. Which is like, all right, if Trey Lance isn't getting any first team reps, and that says everything we need to know, despite whatever Kyle Shanahan says about him at a press conference. Yeah. Yeah. And he is. So for right now. Until Sam Darnold learns the offense, apparently. <laughs> They're gonna even those reps out. They are. Those reps are gonna even out. We'll see. I'm I'm curious to see how that goes. Me too. I'm just honestly, like I said, I'm just I'm glad that there's a team on the football field doing stuff. I'm glad that Brock Purdy, that Kyle Shanahan's optimistic, uh, that Purdy's going to be on track to play in week one, although he said that it's a only God knows and whatever. But Purdy is supposed to start throwing next week. There, Shanahan was optimistic that he could play week one. And that's all, that's all good stuff. Like healthy players is, is a good thing. So, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, anything else? I got nothing else. All right, perfect. Subscribe, rate, review. Go to oakley.com, buy some Oakleys. Do that. And then send us a photo. We'll retweet it. Check or if you just already have some, you can lie and be like, I bought these. 
because of you guys. And then I'll read to you. Check I can't guarantee that Chris will. Chris is anti-Twitter. <laughs> I've got nothing else going on, though. It's all... I'm flying around. We're going. Okay, Check I'm gone now. Goodbye, everybody. Subscribe, rate, review. Check me. Check me. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com